Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Vice President Biden. Vice President. <laughs> that was a joke. So, uh, just wanted to remind you that uh, Barack Obama was at the White House yesterday, and man, the contrast between Barack Obama and his, like, just, you know, the energy and, and he's so glib and everything like that with Joe Biden was, uh, was rough. And if you haven't seen the video of Joe Biden milling around at the function afterwards, it's shocking. It's not, it, it starts out, you know, this is going to be funny. I just, I don't know about you, but I actually ended up sad for the guy. It, it made my heart hurt. Yeah, yeah. it's it's an old person who's kind of lost, and he's our president now, and, and everybody's trying to figure out how to deal with it. If you haven't seen the videos, we have them at armstrongandgetty.com. Uh, check it out. Yeah, yeah, wow. Okay, so more on that to come, and uh, I swear we have some lighthearted stuff. We have uh, uh, happy, good news, uh, all sorts of uh, variety, a cavalcade of infotainment for you. But and this was when you go to the ball games this year, not just Cracker Jack, Cracker Jill available as a Major League Baseball's opening day is tomorrow. Cracker Jill. Cracker Jill. I think it's Why? interesting. It, it was, For home. It's so, Whose idea? It's so interesting at the same time that we're supposed to buy into the there's no such thing as a man or a woman, we're adding more things that are, you know, men or women to First female Supreme Court Justice Cracker Jill, so that you're being. Fired. How do you know she's a female? Are you a biologist? Exactly. So how are those two things happening at the same time? Anyway, more on that later. It's intentional. So I don't know if you've heard about this. No matter where you live around the country, but the one-party state of California and its brave leader Gavin Mussolini have decided that there were too many people in prison, and actually, the California jails were overcrowded, and a federal judge ruled that, and blah blah blah. Instead of building more prisons to accommodate all the dangerous criminals, uh, it was decided that instead the people would be let out of uh, prison en masse early uh, because it was disproportionately uh, falling on people of color. Getting convicted of crimes. I think you misspoke. So the governor of California's name is Gavin Newsom. You said Mussolini, which actually sounds like, if you weren't listening closely, Mussolini, who was the (laughs) fascist leader of Italy, early 20th century. What the hell is going on? I'm not sure Mussolini is appropriate for this discussion. It's more like... uh, uh, Gavin Unicornal, yeah. you know, uh, it be, the Mussolini thing was good for the COVID thing where he assumed, and by the way, still holds on to emergency powers, even though ain't nobody getting sick. That's kind of funny. So Mussolini for that. But for this, it is woke, dreamy nonsense and dangerous. California has enacted several propositions on the ballot, feel-good measures. Uh, we have too many people in prison. It's mass incarceration. It's racist, blah, blah, blah. And so... Uh, crime up to $950 has been called a misdemeanor, resulting in smash and grabs, rampant theft, organized theft, that sort of thing. Uh, the measure to let a bunch of people out of prison and to change a bunch of felonies into misdemeanors has resulted in, uh, you know, just a, a flood of dangerous criminals on the streets with this resultant rises in crime. Well, you heard about the mass shooting in the wee hours of uh, Sunday morning in Sacramento, killed six, injured a dozen, dozen others, and, um, one of the reasons it was so deadly is is a guy was there with an automatic weapon. I haven't heard it. I've heard it described as a machine gun, whether it was an automatic pistol or what. I don't know. But it turns out this smiley Alan Martin, who was wielding the automatic weapon, has a violent criminal record. 
stretching back to 2013, and he's only 27 years old. So the fact that his criminal record stretches back eight years is notable. How many times when you hear about... I'm sorry, nine years. How many times when you hear about a horrifying crime do you find out that the person that did it has been doing this sort of thing their entire lives? Not this sort of thing, because mass shootings don't happen that often, thank God, but he's been a violent criminal forever. People are telling you who they are, and yet society just continues to let them go out and do their thing. So this guy, who has a long, violent criminal record, was sentenced to 10 years in 2018. 10 years, 2018. Uh, see, so But this is not 2028, so how is he out? Uh, yeah, well, the uh, Board of Parole hearings and the Gavin Newsom administration decided to let this guy out of prison, even though the district attorney who's been dealing with him throughout his long criminal life vehemently opposed his release. Quote, inmate Martin's criminal conduct is violent and lengthy. Wow. It included his record of robbery, possession of a firearm, giving false information to police, uh, et cetera, et cetera, and they, uh, his long history with dangerous weapons. Um, and it, it would it would take the entire segment to read his his criminal gun record. Gun laws, we need Joe. Stricter gun laws is the problem that leads to these sorts of things, or the, or the lax gun laws. I not, can tell you, not the fact that you got a guy who has been doing violent things with firearms. For years. Uh, Right. And I could tell you about his uh, deciding his uh, girlfriend needed a beating. And uh, but it's gruesome and it would take a long time because it was a very long and repeated beating. Dragged her into a car by her hair, whipped her with a belt, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, And uh, evidently he had her on the street working as a prostitute and she wasn't doing a good enough job. That's the sort of guy we're we're talking about. And uh, uh, as shown by inmate Martin's pattern of conduct, went the release begging them to keep him in jail. He is an assaultive and non-compliant individual and has absolutely no regard for his victims who are left in the wake of numerous serious offenses. He has no respect for others, for law enforcement or for the law. If he was released early, he will continue to break the law. Oh, my God. This is the most egregious example of this yet. Oh, yeah, it's absolutely horrible. But in in spite of all that, the woke, woke government of California turned this guy loose on the streets, and now six are dead. Well, how did he get out? Was it a COVID thing or a we've got too many people in jail thing or a combination of all that? Yeah, it's a combination of of that. For At parole hearings, that all comes to bear. And the state's policies, some spoken, some unspoken, are communicated loud and clear to those who make the decision and fill out the paperwork. Wow, when the authorities... Who know the guy are saying, don't let this one out. This one, you can't let out. Right? He makes no effort to not be a violent... Uh, oh, my God. It's just a, what a terrible story. The letter to the parole board came as Schubert's office. That's uh, the DA in Sacramento. And uh, 44 other DAs were preparing to sue the Department of Corrections and Rehabilitation over policies that they said would result in, quote, the early release of 76,000 inmates statewide. That's just in the state of California, friends, around the country. 76,000. I, I, I know we might have people listening right now who lost somebody in this shooting uh, the other day. But I can't imagine if I had a family member hurt or killed by a guy who has displayed this behavior his whole life. 
the authorities who knew him best were saying, don't let this guy out. He's just going to go out and hurt more people. And still, you let it happen. I mean, what's the point of even trying to craft a society if you're going to do this? Well, I'm sure the uh, Hannah Jones uh, crowd really appreciates this. Uh, Nicole Hannah Jones and the the woke crowd and the super progressive uh, activist types. He's a man of color and uh, was being incarcerated because of white supremacy and and he got out and uh, that's that's a good thing. Oh, whoops! Well, maybe not. God, what a terrible story. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's it's enraging. I mean, uh, and you talk about people reacting uh, in Sacramento or maybe around the country. I, I hear a chorus of voices from Idaho and Nashville and, and and Charlotte and all points in between saying, yeah, that's why we left. So uh, is anybody on the hook for this? Is anybody going to pay a steep political price for this? It's hard to say. Uh, I salute the Sacramento Bee, which leans left for a very clear-eyed and straightforward report. Uh, it is no shock that it was written by Sam Stanton, who is no conservative, but he is an honest reporter and a solid human being and has written a, a good account. Um, anyway, tip of the cap to you, Sam. God, that is so sickening. It is. It is. And, you know, for what it's worth, people get railroaded by, by uh, crooked prosecution, and often it's black men. And that is a horror against civil rights that every American should enjoy. And every time that is uncovered, I want somebody going to jail for doing it to them. All right? I'm a libertarian. I don't care what color your your skin is. Um, but the idea that this, this woke uh, cult justifies releasing the clearly, indisputably murderous and dangerous onto the streets and then kind of just kind of looks the other way when they do what they were obviously going to do. That's an outrage. I just hope people get it. That guy did everything but sign a piece of paper that states, I am going to hurt people again. And everybody knew it. Yep, and he and his brother were out clubbing, got into some minor dispute, God knows, and decided to machine gun a crowd of people. Wow, that is some story. I hope Okey there's doke. some political price to pay for it. Just just not because I want political scalps, because hopefully it would affect policy if poli- right. politicians realize, oh, if I, if I take this too far, I lose my job. And there will be fewer victims in the future as a result. Right. right. Yeah, I don't particularly give a crap who's in office, as long as the policies don't hurt people and kill people and steal their money and hand it out to cronies. So, uh, Cracker Jack now has a, a girlfriend, Cracker Jill, and a price gouge. Oh, 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 hetero cisgender snacks, are they? Oh, mm. Egg price gouging is a problem, or was a problem. And a bunch of other things that we can get to. Um, what is it? We got something funny. Can I tease something funny? Surely I can. Well, we have a little compare and contrast of uh, oh, Kamala yeah. Harris versus a well-known TV character. <laughs> um, I hate to give much more away. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all that stuff on the way. Armstrong and Getty. Show. 
That's right, Obama returned to the White House and C-SPAN was all over his big reunion with Biden. Check out the schedule. Coming up on C-SPAN, at 12.59, Biden excitedly waits for Obama by the front door with his face pressed against the glass. At 101, Biden goes in for a hug, Obama goes in for a fist bump, and it's already awkward. At 1.15, Biden asks Obama to stand on the Truman balcony to recreate Jack and Rose's moment from Titanic. And at 1.16, Obama says no. Very down to the minute. So Joe had a good description of what it was like Obama being at the White House yesterday. Oh, it's like it's visiting day at the old folks' home, and one old fella doesn't have anybody come see him. Well, I liked your particular the the Obama oh. versus Biden being there together, like a wedding. Oh, oh, sorry, yeah, I, I'm sorry, folks. I went with the sad one, not the funny one. It, it, it was like uh, it was Biden's wedding day, and Obama showed up, a supermodel in a long, flowing white dress and veil, and just stole all the spotlight and stood next to you the whole wedding. Oh, right, exactly. Oh. Oh, it's it's funny, but it's not. Yeah. So again, uh, this is just to point out that the videos are ArmstrongandGetty.com. I, I saw them first on Tucker Carlson last night. It's footage of like the gathering after Obama spoke, and people are milling around, and Obama is clearly the center of gravity in that room. And uh, and, and and not only that, but the sitting president of the United States, nobody's like talking to him or 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 anything. He's just kind of. Turning around in the middle of the room, wondering, where, where, where do I go? What do I do? And at one point, he kind of lifts his hands up like, I don't, what am I supposed to do? It's so, you can't oh. believe it's real. Yeah, shuffling around, looking confused. And he's got Ignored his hand. Ignored by everybody. And then at one point, he's got his hand on Obama's shoulder, like trying to get his attention while everybody's talking to Obama, and Obama's just ignoring him. <laughs> it's just not a joke. He gives, gives up and wanders away. Oh, oh, it's hard to watch. You know, it's... um. And, 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 you know, my feelings about Obama, there's no reason to restate them. But um, it, 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 uh, how do I put this exactly? It's like we got so used to the mental image of Joe Biden when we heard the president that we forgot how strange and, and not great it is to have a shuffling, barely coherent um, you know, just hunched over husk of a man as president. You see the young, incredibly bright Barack Obama, energetic, charming, the rest of it. And you're, oh, right, a president. Right. <laughs> uh, opening day for Major League Baseball tomorrow. The Dodgers are the odds on favorite to win it all, according to a couple of different lists I've seen. The crack of the crowd, the roar of the bat. Can't wait to have it back. A couple of food things to tell you about. Oh, by the way, speaking of sports, I just saw the Lakers were eliminated from the playoffs in the NBA last night. Is that right? Is that right? From contention. So they can't make the playoffs. They cannot. They cannot be one of the top. You don't even have to make the top eight anymore. Top nine just for a play. That's incredible. Yeah. Wow. All right. Uh, As far as baseball. Um. The, you know what the Lakers ought to do? They ought to go out and get LeBron James, no matter what it costs. Wait, what? What's that? Producers are talking to me. <laughs> really? <laughs> Seriously? The, the Atlanta Braves are going to have a $151 burger with lobster tail that you can get at the ballpark. So, And they're supposed to be uh, they're in the top couple of best teams this year, too. And and ground beef? Well, you catch me in the right mood, I might order that. I'd regret lobster it. lobster tail burger. I'd regret what it costs, but uh sounds delicious. Oof. 
And also, PepsiCo announced this week they're unveiling new characters named Cracker Jill as part of its Cracker Jack. Take me to the ball game, right? And uh, buy me some peanuts and Cracker Jill. Now, are you getting it? After more than 125 years as one of sports' most iconic snacks, Cracker Jack is adding a new face to its roster with the introduction of Cracker Jill. To to celebrate the women who break down barriers in sports. Please stop using gendered language to discuss candy at ballparks. So like I said, I can't wrap my head around two things happening at the same time. One, that there's not supposed to be such thing as a, a man or woman or a boy or a girl. You ask a Supreme Court justice what a woman is, she says, well, I'm not a biologist. And, uh, and, 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 and I fill out forms for my kids, and it's male, female, neither variety of choices. Yet well, at the and, same time, And the question doesn't have anything to do with biology, we're told, simultaneously. But then you appoint the first female this, or you have the first female that, and now you've got the first female Cracker Jack, Cracker Jill, (laughs) to honor women in sports. How could all these be happening at the same time? Because it's all crazy, illogical, and stupid. You're not supposed to understand it. You're supposed to shut up and obey. Trust me on this. Why do you think the Communist Party would constantly change the party line? Because the party line needed just a little bit of tweaking. It's almost right. Or a, or was it a constant check of who was in complete obedience? It was the second one. Come on, friends. Zelensky really hit the U.N. pretty hard yesterday, among other things on the way. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Ukrainian prosecutors say that they're investigating nearly 4,500 alleged war crimes by Russian troops. And Ukraine's prosecutor general says they want to, quote, punish the monsters who are responsible. We should warn you that our report contains some disturbing material. And that's where I will pause it. And I will explain some of the disturbing material. And if you don't want to hear it, I don't blame you. Maybe come back in a minute or if you got kids in the car. It is just unbelievable. They are freaking monsters. What the hell is going on with this situation? I guess Joe explained it yesterday, and they feel like they're actually fighting Nazis. Well, uh, that's the justification from on high. Uh, what the actual uh, troops on the ground think, I can't even guess. But yeah, they're they're actually laying out the case that the population has been in complicity. They've been in cahoots with these Nazis, and so the population must be punished severely. And that's what they're doing. Uh, how, how you get soldiers in this mindset exactly, I, I don't know, but they've, they've accomplished it. Um, and by the way, the reporting on this is quite solid, as there are a lot of different kinds of journalists in Ukraine right now and going into these cities that have been taken back again by Ukraine. I think probably that's Part of the reason we're finding this out is Russia did, Russia thought they would have those cities forever. They're going to take over Ukraine and run it forever, and there'd be stories leak out, but they wouldn't have video footage and interviewing people and all that sort of stuff. Well, the Ukrainians have pushed the Russians out of these towns, and now you've got you know NBC, CBS, uh, uh, all kinds of different uh, uh, world organizations that um, investigate these sorts of things. I mean, there's plenty of documentation of, of this going on. 
And, and, and significantly, I would point out that the Russians are saying, no, when the Ukrainians took the town over, they uh, they executed their civilians themselves, except there's all sorts of satellite imagery of when the Russians held the town that shows those same bodies in the streets. Here's the, some of the gruesome part, and there's plenty of it. I'll just give you a couple examples so you know what you're about to hear, what he's talking about when we hear from uh, President Zelensky when he talked to the U.N. yesterday. We'll play that for you in just a moment. Russian soldiers have raped girls as young as 10, pulled out Ukrainians' tongues while they were being tortured and questioned, burning swastikas swastikas into their bodies. What is that all about? Some of the most terrible war crimes since World War II, and this has happened a lot. Let's hear a little bit about uh, from President Zelensky as he addressed the UN yesterday. It is obvious that the key institution of the world, which must ensure uh, the coercion of any aggressor to peace, simply cannot work effectively. The United Nations can be simply closed. Ladies and gentlemen, are you ready to close uh, the UN? Do you think that the time of international law is gone? If your answer is no, then you need to act immediately. The massacre from Syria to Somalia, Somalia from Afghanistan to Yemen and Libya, that should have been stopped a long time ago, to tell you the truth. If tyranny had at least once received such a response to the war it had had waged, it would have ceased to exist. He said at one point, if you're not going to do something about this, then you need to dissolve your organization. Right. Which is a pretty justifiable thing to say. If the U.N. Security Council, which has Russia on it, can't vote that this needs to be dealt with, then you need to dissolve your organization. I think he's absolutely right. Gave all sorts of examples. The U.N. is such a paper tiger. Ugh. Here's another reporter, this time CNN, going into one of these towns that has been taken back. Oksana Kostichenko and her husband just returned here and found Russian soldiers had been staying in their house. She says they ransacked the place. Alcohol is everywhere, she says. Empty bottles in the hallway under things. They smoked a lot, put out cigarettes on the table. They also showed us the corpse of a man they found in their backyard. His hands and feet tied, severe bruises on his body, a shell casing still nearby. Um, uh, reminded me, having read uh, a lot of books about war throughout history, that's a constant going back a thousand years, is uh, troops being drunk to be able to do this sort of thing. Oh, right. Because it's not yeah. easy to do. It, it takes a certain person to be able to do it even drunk, but they get drunk. They, they get drunk and stay drunk. I mean, like I said, this is going back many, many, many centuries that some of your uh, most successful militaries in going in and, you know, establishing empires around the world were drunk when they were doing it. Because that's the only way you can do this sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Humans don't enjoy hacking other humans up or shooting them. So they numb themselves enough to be able to pull this off. A little more from that report. Russia claims its forces don't target civilians, calling reports of atrocities fake and provocations. But these body collectors are the ones who have to remove the carnage Russia's military leaves in its wake. In a span of less than an hour, they found a person gunned down while riding a bicycle, a body burned beyond recognition, 
and the man still stuck in his car, gunned down with bullet holes in his head and chest. He was believed to be transporting medical supplies now strewn near this road. I was watching that video on CNN yesterday and thinking, I have never seen a burned body on TV before. Uh, This is new, and I'm not sure what I think about it. On one hand, I absolutely get the idea of we need to show the world what's happening here. People need to know what's happening. Um, I, I have some concern about uh, just uh, the human psyche. How many of these pictures can you see before same old, same old, and they don't have any effect anymore? Uh, I, I don't know if that's an argument against, but as uh, Clarissa Ward and Jake Tapper on CNN were talking about, they're hearing stories out of Mariupol that are even worse than these things. I can't even imagine what that is, but they've had a uh, 100,000 or more people trapped in that city for six weeks now, and the Russians, you know, just bombing the crap out of it and running around doing whatever the hell they wanted to do with no press available. So right. who knows what we're going to find out once Ukrainians get back into that town. A, a couple of quick thoughts. Uh, while I, too, am uh, a little troubled by the horror on the TV screen on a daily basis, I appreciate them saying, hey, this is going to be tough to see, all right? So it's up to you whether you want to watch it. Gives people a choice to opt out. I do think it's important we see it. And it occurred to me, and I'm glad you brought this up, because I was thinking about this uh, before the show. When I was a kid, I was a weird little kid, read the newspaper every day. We got Time magazine. I looked at Time cover to cover wore every a, week. Wore a sport jacket, smoked a pipe. Uh, I, I, I don't recall that, but, um, but I remember as a little kid reading, it was probably mostly in Time magazine, about um, the killing fields of Cambodia. And then I read extensively about Nazi Germany and uh, and the concentration camps and that sort of thing. I was familiar with the books. I saw the pictures, that sort of thing, as a kid. And it occurs to me, um, and I'm certainly not suggesting every kid is ready for this sort of thing, but it occurs to me that that is probably one of the reasons that I am a fanatical believer in civil rights and civil liberties. And, and free government, and so fanatically opposed to totalitarianism. That affected me deeply as a kid. And, you know, you were asking earlier if uh, particularly younger Americans who've been indoctrinated into this view that we're an evil country and a systemically racist country and we're actually a force for wrong around the world, not good, if they are confronted by actual wrong and get the perspective of what humanity and totalitarian regimes are capable of and always have been and are doing right now around the world, but they've been denied that perspective. If they have that perspective, that will shine an entirely different light on our highly imperfect yet incredibly inspiring uh, society. I hope. I think people of all ages all around the world are wrestling with this world leaders, regular men and women in the street, students, everybody wrestling with uh, how does this happen who what kind of people can do this and are we really in a situation where we can't stop it is that actually the deal it's it's hard to wrap your head around it's been so long since these kind of things have happened and then and and, and they didn't have videos and pictures of this like on cell phones you know back in the day so it's 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 new for the planet to be able to see these sorts of things up close like and this. in real time. In real time, yeah. Yeah, yeah. while well, there's still time to do anything about it. So even back in the day, if you got pictures or videos, it was long after it occurred. 
You can't do anything about it now. It's horrible that it happened. Gut-wrenching right. that it happened, but it happened a month ago or a year ago or whatever. Now, we're seeing stuff that happened this morning, and there's still policy decisions to be made on whether or not, you know, how involved you want to get in stopping it. And I think, honestly, a lot of us, uh, I'll speak for myself, looked at some of those no-win decisions of history and thought, man, I'm glad we don't have to deal with that. Because, the, you know, and, and history is usually portrayed in kind of a one-sided way. There was huge resistance to the U.S. getting involved in World War II, for instance, um, and for some good reasons. I mean, it's a freaking world war, and we knew we would lose many, many, many thousands of men. The expense would be enormous, you know, and, and on and on. Um, at the same time, the horrors of Nazi Germany, the Japanese imperial war machine, et cetera, et cetera, were undeniable and sickening and horrific. So what do we do? It's, it's, both, both choices are horrible. Well, hello. Welcome back to history. I'd say my personal opinion, and then I'm going to read some stuff that's uh, contrary to that. My personal opinion is we should have done more and should be doing more. I I, I want to go further, be less worried about provoking Putin, personally. I want to be less worried about that than we have been and do more. Like the transferring the planes. I understand why we don't want to put troops in there, NATO troops and all that sort of thing. I think we would start World War III. But the transferring the planes. I just, I'm sorry. I, I, I think we're cutting it way too thin yeah, on that one. I hear you. But um, Czech, the Czech Republic has sent more than a dozen modernized T-72M tanks to Ukraine. Which is a major move because no country had sent tanks to Ukraine since Russia invaded. And now uh, Czech Republic is. And I don't know if like that's a way to get them in there. And the United States is involved. with. And who knows? We won't know this till later. What weapons are getting through how. But I wish we would go further. On the other hand, Joe Scarborough on MSNBC was talking about this this morning. And he tweeted out about it. Vladimir Putin is desperately trying to bait the United States into this fight. It's critical that Western leaders remain disciplined, even in the face of mass atrocities. If you don't believe things can get worse, read The Guns of August. And he was talking about that. If you're not familiar with the the book, The Guns of August, read the first part of it. And I don't know if you're a book lover, you probably already know this. But if you've got the Kindle app or if you have an iPhone, which means you already automatically have iBooks, you can read the first chapter of any book for free. So bring up The Guns of August. Just read those first several pages. It's about world leaders not understanding how how they're about to open up a can of worms they can't even imagine. And Putin might actually be baiting the United States or NATO to try to get in this. We're going to be so awful. We're going to do so many horrifying things. They'll have to get in. And then I've got the people on my side, and I can probably get China on my side, and then it's finally us versus the United States. Do you think and there's then any... they take back, what, the... the uh... Estonia, Latvia, Lithuania, the rest of Ukraine. I don't know. I don't get the I don't get the end game. But I mean, he's in a desperate situation right now. Um, maybe his only hope he thinks is to get the United States pulled into this. But what what do you think of that? Does that make any sense to you? You know, it would make more sense to me, or I'd be more concerned about it. Except the, according to the one decent, they say, independent polling organization in Russia, uh, Putin already has the overwhelming yep. support of his people right now. Yep, yeah. In the uh, any any sort of uh, look at the anti-war demonstration. Nope, forget it. Yeah, it was like eighty-seven percent the poll I saw the other day. Yeah, back Putin. That is amazing. If you have any thoughts on this, what a story. Text line 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty.
The Armstrong and Getty Show. Some conspiracy theories about the Masters. There's this giant fence all the way around Augusta. That's the goal of it is to keep animals out. Some players are saying that they don't even see squirrels and that there's no birds and that they pump in bird, bird noise. noise. I think Augusta are bird truthers. Do they have a Caddyshack Bill Murray crew out there hunting squirrels Definitely. and birds at all I thought times? I, I thought I heard that someone witnessed that. The squirrels is interesting. I had heard that Augusta National has, like, falcons and stuff to get all the birds out of there. I don't know why. So the Masters is a golf match of some sort? It's a golf tournament, Jack. Tournament grown-ups call them, yes. It's uh, it's the granddaddy. It's the fa- it's the Super Bowl. It's uh, the beloved. And so It's they don't... a tradition unlike any other and friends. Don't... And they don't allow birds? I don't know. that I, uh, On the telecast... They have piped in bird noises. And I remember ornithologists busted them because they had bird sounds that you wouldn't have in, you know, Georgia. Now, there's a crisis. Yeah, yeah. Well, speaking of beasts that might be uh, roaming Augusta National, here's a tiger. Well, as of right now, I feel like I am going to play. As of right now. My recovery has been good. I've been very excited about how I've recovered each and every day, and that, that's been... The, the, the challenge. That's why I came up here and, and tested out for 27 holes. But it's the recovery. You know, how, how am I going to get all the you know, swelling out and recover for the next day? Um, so we've got another day of nine more holes and uh, then come game time. So uh, that uh, if he, the tournament starts tomorrow and if he can't sleep tonight, he's likely to get all ambient up and, and you know, roll his Range Rover off a <laughs> mountain. Because <laughs> that's what he I, does. I don't know. Tiger. I don't know about that. Uh, Have a Las but, Vegas stripper in his house and forget what day it is. Yeah, I wonder. Although, I tell you what, if you have like noticeable swelling you have to deal with, and then you're going to go out and walk a ski resort of a golf course again the next day um, and play golf at an elite level, well, you're well, you're a better man than me, certainly. Joe's going to be course, at the Masters. so many are. You're going to be at the Masters <laughs> for the next four days, right? I am indeed. After the, oh, 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 that's the, uh, the, uh, I shouldn't say this. <laughs> that's the Perkins Titmouse and its beautiful song. <laughs> as as Tiger pulls the four iron. Um, anyway, uh, where were we? Ah, yes, yeah, after the show, I'm going to hightail it out, traveling uh, to beautiful Augusta, Georgia, where I hope to call in at some point to the show. Are you wearing a white linen suit with a pink carnation? Uh, that would be odd. <laughs> Seems like the sort of thing you ought to wear. I will be wearing golfing wear. Speaking of sports, um, the uh, NCAA championship game the other night had... Uh, a big audience, 18 million people watched. That's double the Grammys and bigger than the Oscars. So, kind of interesting. And, and it probably helped that that was a whale of a game that went down to the final buzzer. I got to believe there were more uh, non-TV viewers viewing the thing. Like, I watched the whole second half on my phone, and that wouldn't count as TV viewership, I don't think. No, and that's something the industry is really wrestling with. Uh, hey, M-Dog, how much time do we have left? We got two minutes? Okay, we have time for this. This is from, uh, it's it's a gal with a, a funky internet moniker, and I don't want to give away exactly who she is, but uh, I'll just call her G, credit to her. She's asking whether these are the same people. Number one, the alleged vice president of the United States. 
Talking about the significance of the passage of time, the significance of the passage of time. There is great significance to the passage of time, and there is such great significance to the passage of time. Yeah, that was from one little paragraph of a screed the other day. Uh, is that the same person as from SNL, the girl you wish you hadn't started a conversation with character, uh, a 16? Okay, take off your blindfold and listen to what I'm saying. Okay. You are so afraid, Seth. Like, you are so afraid of what everyone thinks of you, and you're judging them? You should be ashamed. Wait, who am I judging? Obama, Seth. Okay, how do you think he handled the hurricane? I thought he did good. Really? Because I thought he did well. <laughs> I guess that doesn't even matter anymore. You're brainwashed. I'm brainwashed? Open your eyes, people. Hunger, racism, small businesses. It's like, maybe don't. All right, so that's a little more lectury and weird, but the circular feel to it is, is uh, similar. I always loved that character on SNL. I don't know why it went away, because she's still a cast member, but uh, that was one of my favorites. The girl you wish you hadn't started a conversation with at a party. (laughs) (laughs) I have met many of those in my life. Oh, haven't we all? Oh, boy. I got to go do something as you try to get away from them. No wonder you were standing alone. Uh, We got some stuff about the border that you probably ought to hear. Immigration continues to be a story that should be getting way more attention. If you miss an hour of the show... Like next hour, go to the podcast, armstrongandgetty.com. Armstrong and Getty.